Welcome to Movie Geek and Proud. This is Movie Club. Rule number one, always talk about Movie Club. Rule number two, tell your friends about Movie Club. Rule number three, have fun and don't be a hater. Rule number four, there will be spoilers. You've been warned. That lovely conversation you have after you and your movie buddies watch a film together, let's start that conversation. Hello, MGs. This is Rob back again for another episode of Movie Geek and Proud. I have to say that this is a very special episode because I have not one, but two newbies to our show, and they are very close to me. These are my sister wives at work. (laughs) Their mouths just dropped. It's like the nicest thing he's ever said. I've invited two co-workers to join me on this special review. This has been so long planning. I I, I remember talking about this months ago. Probably more than that. Yeah, and we finally got time to do it. So I want to introduce Rachel and Sarah to the show. Say hello to everyone. Hello. Hey, guys. (laughs) The first one was Sarah. The second was Rachel. (laughs) Before we get into our review, I always ask a sort of icebreaker question, and it's towards our movie geek and proud sort of MO that there are no guilty pleasures, you are proud of your taste, and you don't let anybody tell you what good or bad a movie is. So with our newcomers, uh, I want to address Sarah first. Sarah. Yes. What is your favorite movie. I can only choose one. You can only choose one. Which one would you like to highlight? I'll have to say my favorite movie is She's All That. She's All That? Really? Mm-hmm. Nothing. F- all right. All right. Now, why is she all, She's All That your favorite? <sighs> I think she was an inspiration to all like artsy, nerdy girls out there. So mm. my inner child, high school art nerd was just like so in love with Rachel Lee Cook. And... <laughs> Obviously, Freddie Prince Jr. Yes, 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 yes. All right, and how about a movie that you're really proud of liking, even though the world or maybe your small circle of friends do not like and give you crap about? You know, I think a really underappreciated movie is The Wedding Planner. Okay. I think I've seen that movie probably 150 times. I think it was one of J-Lo's best works. Wow. And I get shit for it all the time. I will say that I have never seen Wedding Platter. What? I have not because in the trailer it does the most predictable and formulaic plot devices that I cannot stand in rom-coms. And it's it's just, I just refuse to watch it. But it has nothing to do with J-Lo or Matthew McConaughey or anything like that. It's just not a movie that's... So again, I love the fact that you said that. And that wedding platter is your shit. I hope you get a lot of hate tweets <laughs> for <laughs> well, that comment. Well, it looks like it's a movie that I have to watch. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to get into. It. Oh, so you like it too? I do like it. I agree with some of what you have to say, but mm-hmm. it's still an enjoyable movie. Fair enough. So. Fair enough. All right. So Rachel, your turn. What is your favorite movie? Well, actually, it's. The movie we're going to talk about today, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, a good segue, Rachel. Right? I know. Yeah, it's always been my favorite movie. It's just a really enjoyable movie. Like, you can watch it a million times, and it's still funny. It's still good. The cast is amazing. They've all gone on to amazing things. So, I just love it. 
Yeah, no, I agree. No, it's a great movie. And yes, that is why we chose it today. We had to come together and figure out what movie will just bring out the fire in both of you on your first time on a podcast. And we came to a consensus that this movie would be perfect for the three of us to talk about. What is your proud movie? Um, I mean, people don't hate on this movie, but I feel like it also doesn't get a ton of love. Um, I really enjoy Armageddon. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, I love that answer. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. Oh my, I can... Is that what the Aerosmith song? Yes. Yes. Should Which is also ironic because it's Steven Tyler singing the song and it's about Liv Tyler in the movie who plays Bruce Willis's daughter. Mm-hmm. And Ben Affleck looks really hot in that movie. So. <laughs> he did look pretty hot in that movie, but I, I watched it once and that was it for me. So I so do you do you just sense that most of the world just hates Armageddon or do you get a lot of crap from it from your friends or something? I just feel like when I bring it up, people are like, Oh yeah, I kinda forgot that movie was a thing. Mm, okay. You know? When it's on TV, I'll watch it. I don't own it on DVD. And I'm yes, I'm still one of those people who has a lot of DVDs and a DVD player. I think a lot of people, people do. A lot of people still do. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Those Thank were great you. answers. I love that. We have not heard Wedding Planner or Armageddon yet. So I we think are, that's awesome. We are very eclectic people. Yeah. <laughs> question so uh to introduce our theme of the show which is we are reviewing a movie that was adapted from a shakespearean story so i went out to our uh, film twitter and asked everyone what is their favorite adaptation and some of the answers um, were very diverse the consensus we got was 10 things i hate about you of course and much ado about nothing there was a lot of people who said that at the film flamers we also had happily ever aftermath on twitter also said that these are other podcasts we also have thanks for coming who said the lion king which is technically based on hamlet do you guys know that i had no I idea yeah yeah the story is very similar to the whole hamlet thing yeah movie drone podcast 10 things i hate about you with the gif of keith dancing in the in the field i believe the term is jeff oh Je- is it jeff i think it's jeff i've always I said gif. gif i think it's jeff I would like people to comment and yeah. see who's right. Yeah. yeah, it's a debate that it, it goes deep. <laughs> uh, let's see, Kevin Brackett, he had a full thread back in um, 2019 on Romeo and Juliet. He, Yeah, everybody just showed a lot of love for that. And uh, Matthew McHenry said Clueless. Now, I love that answer, but it is not Shakespearean. It's yep. based on Jane Austen. Oh, right, Emma. Yeah, it's based on Emma, which is a movie I believe just that came out not too long ago. They redid it again. Yeah, this is a, the new one's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they're they're trying something different with it for sure. But um, again, love the answer. It is based on you know uh, a book and whatnot. There were a lot of uh, creative answers here. I sometimes forget that some of these movies like Othello, I think Colby said Othello. There was two versions of that, one with Lawrence Fishburne and the other with Mackay Pfeiffer. Um, I think Michelle Pfeiffer did Midsummer's Night's Dream. This isn't my answer because She's All That is actually my favorite. I love that movie to death, but I think the, what is that based on? Twelfth Night. I think that that 
comedy is amazing in itself. I just love the story. She's the man. Oh, she's the man. I'm you sorry. Yes, yes, I did. Okay. So you got it's me a on the. <laughs> it kind of is. No, yeah, she, uh, she's the man is my favorite. But yeah, based on Twelfth Night, I just like that story. I just think it's fun with the whole like misidentity and all that good stuff. But before she's the man, and we talked about this, Rachel, there is yeah. an '80s movie called Just One of the Guys. This girl who wanted to be a reporter had to do this um, contest to intern for a, a newspaper or a magazine. And she didn't win, and she thought that her writing is brilliant, so she must have lost because she's a girl. So she enrolled in a different school, dressed as a boy, and tried the contest again, and then learned, like, no, you're just a shitty writer, and you needed to do better. But it was that whole mistaken identity thing that was kind of based on that. So, Sarah, yes, what is your favorite Shakespearean adaptation? Probably 10 Things I Hate About You. 10 Things? But I also am a big fan of uh, Romeo and Juliet, which Okay. But I think... Now, are you speaking about the Leo Decap one or yeah, the... That, that's okay, the one the I, I saw. So. <laughs> Fair. That one. Mm-hmm. But out of the two, I think 10 Things I Hate About You was much more enjoyable. Just because I prefer comedies over like... I mean, well, obviously 10 Things I, I Hate About You is mm-hmm. my favorite movie. Um, I do love She's the Man, but also just remembered that West Side Story is also... Based on Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. Yes, yeah. that's right. And that's a good one, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, uh, no, th- these were wonderful answers, and I'm sure they won't stop. I've, I've seen a lot of other adaptations out there. This particular movie is based on The Taming of the Shrew. You guys, Did you guys ever watch that? I had to watch it when I was in class. Otherwise, I don't think I ever would have seen it. I probably was forced to read some Shakespeare, mm-hmm. kind of like how they were in the movie, that I really don't remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I repressed a lot, a lot of high school. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think we did have to read Taming of the Shrew, but I, to be honest, might have sparked me that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, these were pre-Google days. I know, right? I pay for those. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, if, if you can't tell, we are now showing our age. <laughs> yeah, we're very old. <laughs> hey <But>. now. <laughs> we don't look at the... That's true. But yeah, we had to watch the film. It also, uh, it starred Elizabeth Taylor. So she played the cat role, the, oh. the shrew, I guess you would say. So so after seeing that and just knowing that these two adapt, um, these two are, you know, similar, it, it was interesting to just kind of see some of the similarities and, of course, some of the names, like the name of the school and the things that they did were kind of, you know, picked from that movie. I mean, Bianca and Cat, that's very Shakespearean in my opinion. Uh, so, but I think we'll cover some of that in in the uh, review. Just a few notes with Ten Things I Hate About You. For anyone who have never seen it, this movie was uh, originally released March thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, PG thirteen at uh, an hour and thirty seven minutes. According to IMDb, the plot reads: A pretty popular teenager can't go out on a date until her ill tempered older sister does. Uh, it was directed by Gil Junger. Writers include Karen McCullough and Kristen Smith, starring Heath Ledger, rest in peace, uh, Julia Stiles, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, amongst a lot of other stars, as you mentioned. Uh, box office uh, budget was around $30 million to make uh, in Tacoma, Washington, where I grew up, and Seattle. Yeah, and uh, opening weekend was about $8 million plus with a gross of USA at $38 million plus and worldwide at 53. Uh, IMDb also gave it a score of 7.3 out of 10 with Rotten Tomatoes at 68% critic 
wise, an audience is 69% as of today. Well, not today, but the day of our recording. Rachel, I, I can only assume you watch this at least once or twice a year. Probably more. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh. well, anytime it's on TV, I'll definitely watch it. Every once in a while, pop in the DVD. Um, I also even have a version of it back in the day that was converted to be on my iPod, which isn't really a thing anymore. <laughs> but um, What's an yeah. iPod? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's now an iPhone, I believe. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, it's... It's just one of those movies that I could watch over and over again. I'll never get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Sarah, when was the last time you watched it before your rewatch for this recording? Ooh, it had been a while. Yeah. But same with Rachel. It's one of those movies where if it's on TV, it's just a guilty pleasure. I currently don't own this movie, which I'm really surprised at. Uh, I may have recorded on VHS or bought the VHS, but um, yeah. Oh, I, how old are you, Rob? I know I'm old. <laughs> I'm very Sometimes old. Sometimes he doesn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it's been a very long time since I've watched this. I usually will watch She's the Man over any of the other ones, to be honest. But Ten Things was one of the first few teen comedies that I could not only relate to, but it was a movie about us. And that came out in 99. And that was around the time American Pie came out and all this stuff. And all that we had as far as Shakespearean sort of adaptations was Roma and Juliet, which was told in the original language, and that threw me off. It was a little dense. It was a little heavy. Yeah. yeah. Like, really, maybe too serious, which mm-hmm. is why I really appreciated 10 Things, because it was, it's just, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, they modernized it. And they modernized it. So it was really nice to, to get a film like that that I understood, for one, but then also could, you know, somewhat relate to in a way. That movie just catapulted this, just a phase of all of these adaptations that one did very well and so they just kept coming out with more and more and more and it was just another excuse for them to make more teen movies and so re-watching this was very interesting it's a widely known fact that the Stratford sisters aren't allowed to date for every girl who's ever hoped daddy as you know it's the prom every guy who's ever tried you never give up do you was that a yes no and anyone you're concentrating awfully hard considering it's gym class Who's ever been taken completely by surprise? You're not as vile as I thought you were. Ten Things I Hate About You. Which one do you like better? Made PG-13. Starts March 31st. So what did you guys think watching it over again? Did it it change at all? I'm sure, Rachel, for you, it just looked the same. Yeah, I mean, I I do just enjoy it every time. Um, Sometimes I try to pick up new things or a funny expression that maybe didn't stick with me before. Always a fan of... Bogie Lowenstein's party when he goes to answer the door and says, that must be Nigel with the Brie. You know, it's just ridiculous. That's a good impression, like Rachel. I love that. <laughs> That's how many times I've heard it. I know. So explain this to me because I never really understood this or don't, or nor, I don't know most of the rules with it, but like, so he's a teacher with a group of high school kids in his home or is he? Oh, a, no, but he's, he's a, a student. student. He's a student? Yes. He, I like, thought he wronged. He w- yeah, and originally it was like a like he was part of the debate team or some sort of yeah. club, and it was literally just going to be like a cheese 
You're talking about Michael. Michael. Um, yes. Ek- Ekman. He tells them a week ago I was their god. You yeah. Know? And- no, I remember that scene. I just for some reason I thought this teacher was just like had his own club or something. Not a just to- no. Wow, that was a grown ass man playing a high school well, student. All of them. I know. Over <laughs> but, he just, but he just looked it. He just looked it so much. Okay. Well, I it's do like great. the party. Yeah. Uh, how was it rewatching it after so long? You know, it actually pre- appreciated it more because I picked up on some of like the racial kind of like dynamics. Yeah. Um, and I forgot the teacher's name. Um, oh, you're talking about and I forget the uh, Mr. Morgan. Mr. Yes. Morgan. So that was Daryl Mitchell. Yes. Who I thought was hilarious. He was so funny. So like, funny. He called out the two white dudes that were dressed up as like Jamaican. Oh yes. Um. And he also just like always was making fun of um, Andrew Keegan's character. Yeah, which was Sit great. Down, Chachi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, I laughed and at then, that. Like, oh, and then what I had forgotten about called out so Cat and like her white feminism. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I just really, really appreciated it because I think like for a movie made in the '90s or even like the late '90s, like I don't think that was really talked about too much. So yeah, I really appreciated that. I do have in my notes, I was very appreciative of um, Allison Janney, who, my God. Oh, she was so funny. Wow. She had it even back then. It was really inappropriate. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) I I just love the fact on how inappropriate this counselor and and this teacher was just talking to their students like it ain't nothing. The bratwurst. Yeah. (laughs) And she, like, changed it in her manuscript. (laughs) So good. But yeah, I mean, since we're on the subject of Morgan, though, I it, this has happened towards the end, but I love when, you know, she's like excited about the the sonnet that they had to oh, write. Oh, he kicks her out. And she was like super excited. She's like, you messing with me. She's like, no, I'm actually really excited. He's like, get out of my class. Get out of my class. <laughs> out, get out, get out. It's <laughs> like, you're too funny but no i really appreciated him and always put him in his place he's like i can't wait till you get bitch slapped and i'm not gonna do anything to stop it (laughs) that was so great yeah so good yeah watching this over again i was really surprised on how well it was written especially for the 90s because i think that back in the day there was a lot of comedies that just played on stereotypes and this movie did a little bit, but they still was mocking itself in a way, yeah. I think. And they were self-aware yeah. of a lot of the things that they were doing. And some teen, you know, um, comedies miss that mark when they do that. So I was really appreciative of that. And, you know, tell me this. Kat and Bianca. Kat obviously was a very smart, independent woman. Bianca, a little bit on the ditzy side, but I think she just played more into her feminine side. Do you see her as like a damaging women character or did she, or you know, is that how teen life is as far as how she was portrayed in the movie? I felt like it was something that was very, I mean, I, I feel like we see it a lot in movies. I mean, you have to have that contrast, right? Like you have to have like the edgy, more rebellious older sister mm-hmm. who makes fun of the younger sister who plays into that more like ditzy role. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't take offense to it, nor did I think it was, like, damaging to, like, feminism, okay. you know? Um, okay. Because I think that Kat's character, like, really, really, like, carried that theme, like, throughout the movie. And I think you needed that contrast. No, yeah. I would agree. I mean, Bianca's supposed to be, what, 15? Mm-hmm. So, I'm, if I compare my 15-year-old self, oh, you God. know? Yeah. <laughs> we, we all played into it a little bit, okay. you know? So, 
And especially in the kind of society we have, if women are going to be labeled a certain way, you might as well utilize it sometimes, like, mm-hmm. for your advantage. And she also did redeem herself because wasn't she the one who then, like, called out Joey and then, like, punched him in the face, like, at, yes. you know, at Oh, yes. At, yeah, I love so, that. I mean, yeah, she was the savior of her, was. you know, her and boy. And I also appreciated the fact that, that she stood up for uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Mm-hmm. We're so bad with names. Yeah. Um, but she stood up for him. And so, you know, he got punched. Cameron. Cameron. Cameron so, she, yeah. so Cameron gets punched at prom. And then she basically, like, defends him. And I thought that was really cool. And then he doesn't get mad, right? Oh, so, I love that. And, you know, yeah. he spent most of the movie defending her in he any did. shape or form, you know. And he had no problem getting in anyone's face about it. No. And, I, yeah, I do love that. But she's... And then, and then the scene in the car was, I learned French for you. <laughs> That was cute. Yeah. yeah. Those two were meant to be. I mean, while they were doing French, she was like, in French, when are you going to ask me out? Like, I'm waiting yeah. for you to ask me to prom. Yeah. Like, come on, get with it. <laughs> well, yeah, she calls them out. And yeah. I appreciate that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Men need it. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of facts in case you guys did not know, just to spark up more conversation. So this entire movie had no movie sets. Everything was filmed on location. So whatever you saw in there, they went to the actual location to film it, which I think is brilliant because growing up in Seattle, uh, the school that they filmed at was uh, Stadium High School. Right when I became a high schooler, the district line changed and I didn't end up going to Stadium. So I ended up going that to a different... could have been your high school? Yeah, that wow. could have been my high school. It's a beautiful camp. Yeah. It's, I, th- I thought it was private. No, yeah, no, no. It's a public private. one, but it is the biggest of the area, well, and it, it, it was prime for a, a film like this, so I appreciate that. Also, when they uh, play paintball, um, uh-huh. do you remember yeah. that date that they went on? That was at a, a park called Gasworks Parks, and if you, uh, on 4th of July, this is a really big uh, location to go to. That's where they shoot off the fireworks, but it's a beautiful park, and what you saw is what you got. It, it's it's. I would go there all the time in the summer, so it was really nice to see those, and of course, the troll under the tunnel, yeah. all of that are just landmarks um, from Seattle. A bit of casting news uh, also so Heath Ledger was not the only person uh, for the, God, what was his name? Patrick. Patrick Roll. Ashton Kutcher. Interesting. I don't know how he was back at that and age. He was too pretty. He couldn't have been the bad boy. When no. was Dudes Where's My Car? When was that? That was after American Pie, right? I think that was a little bit later. Yeah, yeah so that is sort of an indication, just a little he's bit. Still, he's a dumb guy but he's not the bad boy <laughs> yeah you know okay and then um if it wasn't him josh hardnett i think josh would have been better than ashton, ashton. i agree mm-hmm. but he has my heart so <laughs> <laughs> he just had the edginess Heath, mm-hmm. man where did that smile come yeah. from my goodness yeah i think i think they had to find someone who which there was a scene where um, Cameron's talking to him where they do a little bit of like research on Kat and he's like, oh, yeah. she likes pretty boys. And he's like, I'm not pretty. <laughs> he's like, oh no, I wasn't sure. You're very pretty. <laughs> that scene was so great. But it, but it was like, he had to be like not obviously pretty, but yeah. still very attractive and like that mm-hmm. smile and the dimples and all of that. So. Something about him grabbing the flame in chemistry class, like oh, I was like, oh, that was hot. Why was that hot? I don't get yeah, it. Maybe because he hot. was just super rebellious about it, but he just did not care. I mean, the smoking, yeah, that was yeah. obviously a turn yeah. for me. 
But yeah, just him grabbing the fl- oh, that was hot. Yeah. He had some. I think he had a little game too. I love how he played it cool with you know, like, can you pipe down? I'm trying to listen to my band. Like he wasn't like, oh, you like them too. He was just like, no, they're my group in such the subtle way, and I love that. Oh, he could flirt. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. he yeah. was like, I know that you have the hots for me or something, <laughs> and she was like, oh. So I thought they played off each other really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're good. Were you okay with sort of the lack of? backstory that he got i mean he was given such this huge rep and known for like i don't know what he was doing he yeah he did he gave context though he did but it's just like did he was there a reason why he let all the rumors fly and took on this bad persona even though he is a bit sensitive and a family man and like they didn't dive into that which i don't think is the point but it would have been nice to I didn't wonder about that because yeah. I think that throughout the movie you can tell that he's someone just like Cat who like doesn't give a shit. He was kind of an outsider and okay with it. Mm-hmm. So this was actually Heath's first American film, oh. and on top of that, ended up being Julia Stiles' first on-screen kiss. So it was by Heath. Lucky yeah. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the party. Oh my god. So this that was epic. Have you what guys an epic party. have you guys been to parties like that before? Like that is non existent to me. I never was no. invited or had no idea of parties like that in high no. school. No. I went to maybe like two parties in high school. I wasn't Would you say that those were kind of a real adaptation to parties that went on in high school, at least mm. back in the day? Not quite I mean, you didn't have like a DJ come set up with you know, big speakers and all of that. It was kind of just people drinking and running around. I don't even think we had like beer pong or anything like that. Yeah, we did have like a prom party where like the parents knew it was happening and like took everyone's keys kind of thing. Yeah. But oh, yeah, nice. it wasn't quite at that level. <laughs> Cat gets up to dance. Oh, that was one of my, that's one of my favorite scenes. I, I love this. I love the scene. I love her dance moves. I love the song that was playing. It was just yeah, so was, 90s. I think they picked the perfect song. Yeah, them. it was great. Um, turns out that helped her get Save the Last Dance. Oh, just yeah. that dance scene? Yeah, they were yeah. just like, okay, you have White potential. Let's, yeah. No, she did. She did <laughs> <laughs> very well. Andrew Keegan, what do you guys think of him? I mean, he's he's he was it back then. He was. I, what, were, what were some other movies that he was in? So he, I, I don't remember having a huge crush on I him. I don't remember him having such a huge. He was on Seventh Heaven. Yes, that okay. was um, that he was, was the big. single dad that dated Mary and like like oh, teen much father. Older. He was much older. Oh, he was like a teen father. Oh, yeah. Um, so he had like a cameo in Independence Day. He was also in Othello with Julia Stiles. Uh-huh. Uh, before that, I remember him more from uh, Broken Hearts Club, which is this um, gay romantic comedy. He played one of nine gay guys on a baseball team, uh, but he did Party of Five, Sabrina, Boy Meets World. You know, Sabrina. just a lot of TV stuff. Step by Step Boy is a big World. one. Didn't he like break up Topanga and Corey? Yeah, for I want. I want to say that that was probably it. But yeah, yeah. So he he's been in you know some stuff around, but like his character in this did this turn off the hotness at all for you, or or you guys didn't mind how douchey he was given? Oh, how hot I did he is? mind. Um, I did mind, and I think that now that I'm older. I hope that my taste in men has gotten better. (laughs) (laughs) And I have higher expectations now. So, yeah, the douchiness was like a total turnoff. Okay. Yeah, I don't fall for that type of dude anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he's not someone that, that you would want to date. Um, plus, I mean, again, they're high schoolers. But <laughs> yeah, I, besides that part. Right, yeah, yeah minus that fact. Like, yeah. if we were in high school still. Um, I mean, he's still physically attractive. Right. But he's dumb and just like... Vain. Yeah, and like insensitive. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's funny in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. especially when like he doesn't know that pensive means thoughtful. Yeah, as a real person that I knew, I would probably punch him like Bianca too. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's like he's like the '90s version of like bros. Okay. You know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Those sandals were killing me. Who's uh, Andrew? Like Andrew Keegan's character? Like he you just mean, like flip flops. No, they were like these designer sandals. There were these open-toed sort of shoes. Oh, it was oh. bugging me so much. I was living for uh, Kat's like platform sandals. Oh, yes. I, yeah. I was like, yeah. those were she wore those the everywhere. shit in the 90s. <laughs> I fucking love those shoes. <laughs> uh, Gabrielle Union. Oh, this is one of my disappointments. She... I didn't like that character. ...was... So in the background the whole entire yeah. time, and then all of a sudden just turned into this huge she villain. She deserved better. Yeah, I think yeah, she deserved better. better too. I mean, she could still play a high schooler right now, so she could. She looked. Yeah, I think you great. compare this character, and then you compare her and bring it on, and it's like what a disappointment. Wow, right? Yeah. Such yeah. Yeah. I didn't like. Yeah, that. I, didn't, I didn't like. Um, I mean, she the was character. very much like the side best friend yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Probably to throw in some diversity. Yeah, because there wasn't yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Right. So, favorite parts. What parts, like, stand out to you guys that you always, like, recite, quote, make you think about when somebody says, 10 things I hate about you, what do you guys think about? Well, now that Rachel brought up the Brie (laughs) comment, (laughs) as someone who's obsessed with cheese, I'm like, yes, like, that is the best. Uh, That's such a good scene. Obviously, the part when he's on the the field and and serenading her. Yeah. That was awesome. I love that scene. I also love the scene where she's dancing on the table at the party. Mm -hmm. That one was pretty epic. And I think the scene in the car between Bianca Bianca and uh, Cameron. And he's like, I learned French for you. (laughs) Um, I thought that was pretty epic, too. Well, we haven't talked about the dad. Well, yeah. Anything with the dad is my favorite part. (laughs) Like, everything out of his mouth was amazing. What do you think of his parenting style? It reminded me of my father's. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very kind of overbearing and protective. Yeah. The way he just expects Kat to, like, go to UW and, like, all that and, like, be- wants Bianca to be, like, the perfect little girl kind ex- of thing. Yeah, and expects, like, both of them to be abstinent, like, yeah. so crazy. I mean, I do love when he makes Bianca put the belly on <laughs> and then uh, Heath or Patrick is like, who knocked, who knocked up, up your sister? sister? <laughs> like... That part's amazing. Yeah. I also just love when the dad is, uh, he's just spouting about something when they're like on their deck or something like that. And he's like, don't think I don't know what's going on. Them Dawson River kids sneaking in each other's beds, like getting jiggy with each other. Like, it's I don't just, care how dope his ride is. Yes. Yes. It's just so good. Like, I love him. Didn't he say something after he left? Like, don't try and play me or something like oh, that. He says, my mama didn't raise no fool. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the dad's amazing i love him i also love just some of the random dumb conversations that they have Mm -hmm. i know i've said this to you before but it's between uh bianca and gabrielle union's character Mm -hmm. and it's where they're just walking in between class and they're talking about the difference between like and love and so (laughs) bianca says i uh, like my sketchers but i love my prada backpack and then gabrielle union is like but i love my sketchers 
And then Bianca says, but that's because you don't have a Prada backpack. And so stuff like that, or like, can you ever, or I know you can be overwhelmed and I know you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be, be whelmed? <laughs> and the response being, I think you can in Europe. <laughs> like whoever wrote the script, I just, I love them. Yeah. I agree with that. So yeah, good. So good. So yeah, screenwriter was Kirsten Smith. It turns out that Bianca and Kat auditioned for the other sister's role. So Larissa wanted to be Kat and Julia wanted to be Bianca. I mean, we're not, I I don't know if we're giving these women credit. I mean, versatility is great. I think they're perfectly cast the way that they are, but you know, who knows? I think Larissa has always been known as the sweet girl and this is in other product projects that she's done. So I don't know if I would see her in doing anything else but that, but that gives her the challenge. So it would have been interesting. What was the show that she was in? Alex, Alex Mack. Mack. Alex Mack. Where yeah. she like became yeah the little globby thing. Silver yeah. goo liquid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Julia Stiles has done like kind of sweet girl roles mm-hmm. before, so I feel like she could have pulled it off. But I I like her as Cat because I yeah. feel like she went on to not do that kind of character as often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. That's like the main role I knew her for originally. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, some of the quotes that I like, again, anything with the father, like, I love the fact that he set them up to, like, not go out because Kat would never go out. That was such a good rule. And then mm-hmm. when she finally agreed to go to the party, the dad just lost it. It's starting. It's starting. <laughs> Let me get the belly. <laughs> I, I think you mentioned this earlier when, you know, Patrick was like, oh, you have the hots for me. And then she was like, oh, I want you. Oh, baby. Oh, oh baby. baby. I, I want you. I need yeah, you. I need baby, you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I love She's that. Like, Am I that transparent? <laughs> yes. I think that just so speaking about like who played like which role the best or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't picture. Larissa. Yeah. Yeah. All Nick. Yeah. Um, I can't picture her playing Kat's role because I, I feel like Julia Stiles, like her sarcasm and her delivery was so good. Mm-hmm. And I think like you needed someone that could pull off like that level of sarcasm. Yeah. She was pretty good and at it. Was, it. And it just, it just seemed really natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. While we're on the subject of Julia. So she goes to her sister and finally admits why she has Uh sort of this dark cloud over her and wants to escape and get away from the town. What do you guys think about that whole breakdown of it all? Like, did that resonate with you if you remember back in the day watching it for the first time? Or how did that make you feel as far as like their conversation and like her just, I don't want to, I just want to be mean to everyone and letting him sort of just like get away with all that crap, you know, but she decided to keep it secret and not make it such a big deal. Like, I mean, I, I think that that was interesting because I think it alludes to the whole issue around like slut shaming and women not wanting to speak up. Yeah. I mean, I, I admired that she didn't tell her sister because she wanted her sister to make her own decision. I love that line. But then I also understood like why Bianca would be upset because she was like, you didn't let me live my life. Mm-hmm. And so the, you know, her being like that and then on, and then and then the dad on top of it, you could tell that she had like repressed a lot of things or was um, hindered from doing like a lot of things. Yeah. Because of both her sister and her dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree about that. And like she probably figured he would have turned it around on her had she, you know, said what she what really happened and things like that. Mm-hmm. So in the long run, she probably just did what she felt was best for her at the time and didn't necessarily think about how this would affect her sister down mm-hmm. the line, yeah. potentially. So I think it was kind of just the immediate reaction of what she thought, and then it just kind of snowballed after that. Yeah. I think it was self-preservation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. The dad also sort of 
came clean and sort of admitted to an, a little bit of an insecurity, just mm-hmm. saying like, you know, you look up and, you know, the day when your daughter doesn't need you anymore, like that sucks. And so she's, he's, I, I like this line he said, he said, Kat, not Kat, uh, Bianca plays that role for me. Uh, every now and me, then like she lets me play yeah she like, every yeah. now and then now yeah. i wonder if that's done um on purpose or if that's just the way she is but is she aware that i'm just gonna let dad take you know take the lead or things like that and just letting because she's aware of you know he doesn't want to let his little girls go uh, but I, but i really like that vulnerability that he you know came came to with yeah that. i thought that I was, was great it was, it was a really cute like father-daughter moment mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when she hugs him, he like doesn't really know what to do. So he like like a typical awkward dad just kind of like patted her on the arm. Yeah, <laughs> it was very sweet. Yeah, it I mean, seems like you're close to your dad, Rachel. Like, yeah, I, I was gonna say. I mean, as I think as the youngest child too in my family, I can definitely relate to. There's times I've seen how my parents have reacted to how my siblings have said or done things, and so then I kind of make a mental note of okay well dad didn't seem like he liked it when my sister said this so maybe I'll like be a little sweeter like cuddle up sometimes you know I mean not that I don't love my dad I mean I absolutely love him but just kind of I think when you're younger you do notice those things but so I mean I definitely do think that Bianca noticed some of that and maybe there were times that she probably saw her father's reaction with the way Kat was and so then she'd choose to kind of be like, okay, well, he doesn't like that. So maybe in order to get what I want or, you know, get on his good side, I'll do this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. So, But it does always come from, like, a, a more caring place, you know. Mm-hmm. But growing up, I'd always say, daddy. And he'd go, what do you want? You know, so he knew when I was buttering him up. Yeah. <laughs> the poem that Cat reads, The Ten Ugh. Things... I, there's no way I would remember any so of this, good. but yeah, it was good. So apparently that scene, one take and the tears were real. I can it actually, wasn't scripted. I yeah. Can, yeah. That, that actually makes a lot of sense because she, she stuttered. There was like a, there was like a moment where she like jumbled or like fumbled on her words mm-hmm. and I was like, oh wow, that's really realistic. Yeah. So actually that makes sense. Yeah, the list I think was an inspiration to I believe the screenwriter's own personal diary of the things she listed she hated about her boyfriend. Oh, I love that. So she adapted that into That's her cute. story. It was such a good poem. Yeah. And 10 things I hate about I don't know. I read something that I guess if you say it really fast or it kind of sounds like the taming of the shrew, 10 things I hate about you. I don't know. Yeah. They just kind of um, like it rhymes. tied it up a little bit but i mean with that being said you know with you know all the other cameos and 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 supporting cast i think this was acted very well i think it was hilarious what do you guys think about today's audience do you think that this movie could resonate or would it just be too fake too old do you think it's dated what do you think about its life cycle better with age how how is this movie to you guys or is it just full-on nostalgia i appreciate it more now i mean i'd be curious to talk to someone i don't know who's in high school right now who watches it Mm -hmm. to see what they think i think it's also obviously cell phones are not involved at all in the movie and nowadays anytime there's a movie or a show about high schoolers about kids in college it's cell phones is a huge part of it. So yeah. that would definitely change a big aspect of it. Yeah, I agree. Date it. Do people still use lockers? I could not. 
I could not tell you. I have it's no really idea if, at, well, if lockers are still a thing. At my high school reunion a year ago, they still had lockers in the high school, so I'm going to say yes. I want to say lockers are still a thing. Because I was thinking about the scene when, what's the guy's name? So Cameron's friend, Michael. Oh, Michael, Michael yes. And he gives Kat's friend mm-hmm. the dress. Yeah. So it's like he just had access to her locker. I don't know what it is about having access to lockers in high school. It Everybody can always I just get... I feel like there's so many yeah. movies where you just like randomly find things in people's lockers. To all the boys. Remember the yes, Valentine's thing true. that snuck in and... He had all these Valentine's. Yeah. I mean, there's locker. master keys to lockers. It's I still could see Michael sketch. like knowing the right people <laughs> in the high school to get that. True. Down, yeah. but it's still a little sketch. It's I mean, weird. who knows what she had in her locker that she didn't want him to see and managed to sneak a dress in there. But yeah, that character, bless her heart. So this movie had a little bit of a darker tone. She actually mentioned once or twice in the movie, but they cut it out, that she was thinking about committing suicide just so she could be with William Shakespeare because she was that obsessed. And then they took that out. Yeah, so that was a really interesting take on her. I'm sure she represents somebody from the movie, too. Yeah, she shows up quite a bit. Wasn't she in She's All That? No. No, no she, was, she was, was in no. Drive Me Crazy. Ah, oh, that's right. Uh, center Stage. She was, like, oh, all up in that no. time. Center Stage. Yeah, no, that's yeah. why that's why I remember her. Center Stage. Wow. That might need to be another, another I, review. I remember Center Stage. I think center they recently and put Drive it on crazy. Netflix. No. <laughs> Before we get to the rate of this movie, we're just going to officially rate it again, see if it's changed at all. Do you guys, did you guys ever watch the TV series? No. There was a TV series in 2009. I didn't know that. And it was interesting because I was looking for the movie yesterday to see like where I could watch it. And I ended up having to rent it. Um, that's how much I. Disney Plus. I'm don't have it anymore. Oh, that's right. That's right. It ran out. Yeah, okay. My, my, uh, that's well, so, yeah. I was trying to, yeah, I had to watch all the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was looking for it. And then I was, as I was searching it, what popped up was not the movie, but the series. Oh, okay. And it was so interesting. I didn't read the synopsis or yeah. anything like that, but that's, yeah. This was on Fox Family. Then and ABC Family. ABC Family, yeah. excuse me. And well, I mean, it, I think yeah, it was I think part it, of the translation. Yeah. And uh, it was a 20-episode first season only. Uh, all the stars were different, but they still played the same people. Larry Miller, the dad, yeah. did come back to play the dad again. Uh, I watched it all. I have no memory of it, but I did watch it all. I mean, of course. And um, yeah, it, it was okay. They they did all right. Um, I didn't watch it because Clueless had a TV show. I watched and that. And I'd watch that and I was just like, yeah, do we want to go? The it's not the same. It's not. You know, no, of course it's not. Don't ruin a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. they do with like sequels and all of the things they yeah. do now. Uh, okay, so I go by a one through five rating system, but you guys can rate it however you want. Letters up till 10, however you want to do it. Rachel, I'll go with you first. How would you rate 10 Things I Hate About You? I mean, since it's my favorite movie, <laughs> I, you said one through 10? Well, through five? whichever, however you do. I do one through five, but you could do whatever. I'll rate. do one through five. Okay. I'd give it a five okay. because, like I said, I can watch it over and over again, have a great time. Um, the actors, it just, yeah. It's great. Fun. Just just good. All right. How about you, Sarah? I would give it, I think, I'll give it a 4.5. Okay. I, I think it's because of Gabrielle Union's character. Yeah. Uh, some I of think the, they could have done a better job with their casting of, like, actors of color. I agree. No, no, no. I totally agree. Uh, yeah. I think I am going to give it a solid 4. 
there there were a couple of things that you know are a little problematic in here. The assumption that a 15-year-old girl who gives birth has uh, is a crack whore and didn't oh, put a condom on her boyfriend yeah. and, you know, the whole PMS joke, all that stuff. Yeah. With that aside, I don't think people today would adapt that type of language into their lives. But at the same time, the misrepresentation of Gabrielle Union's character yeah. kind of sucked. There were also some other parts that were not very yeah. PC. Yeah. So, yeah. But overall, you know, the whole bad boy versus nice dude thing, I think they handled that really well because I'm a big proponent on nice guys being represented in movies very well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're always viewed as very boring and predictable and, and not adventurous. And I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt played a great and he won nice guy and he, he won, won yeah, yeah out of all the guys that he he was warned like you'll never date bianca and what did he do you know so good mm-hmm. yeah i good really liked that right. character so a solid four costa rican coffees yeah <laughs> i am rating uh Tim I love it. Out of you. I that, love that it. was funny i like when you text me that and yeah. i was looking for a tully's god that was so big in seattle of course, and so, yeah. I was like, really? Like, <laughs> they've been exoticizing this coffee since fucking 1999. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I'm glad they knocked it out of its hand, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, you guys. I work with these women, and they make my day so enjoyable, and it goes by so fast. And, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this is the nicest Rob has ever been to us. I right? just want to point that out. Do we need to podcast every week to get compliments? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have a little bit of a rep here, and a I'm little. I'm ruining it by doing this show with them. But uh, no, no, this has been fun, and I'm glad you both agreed to do this. It's, it's so much fun to have you guys on the show. I hope you guys had a good time. Yes, this yeah. was super fun. Okay. Although next time we need to have wine. Yes. I'll let that slide this time. <laughs> That's true. Well, All right. Wow. Well... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for doing the show. And uh, listeners, thank you for uh, tuning in to 10 Things I Hate About You. I'd love to hear what you guys thought of our review today and also what you think of how it would resonate with audience today. Also, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. We're at MGNP Podcasts on Twitter. Movie Geek and Proud, all one word on Instagram. And you can basically find the show on any podcast app you can think of. All right. It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, MGs. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye.